I am very picky about candles. I keep them burning around my house all the time. So many home fragrances smell very unnatural, super sweet, chemically, and just smell like the part of the mall you cannot wait to escape. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and toxicity in our air, I am even more picky. That's why I am so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth friendly option without giving up high quality fragrance that actually seems amazing. The candle industry has major problems. Almost 2 million candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years. Yes, that's right. 1 million. Absolutely insane. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again, again, and again so you don't become a part of the problem. It is so easy to use, guys. The candles are made up with fragrance wax beads so all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar fill it up with the wax beads enjoy your fragrance up to 36 hours and then just do it all over again when you're ready for a new one you don't have to settle for less than exciting fragrances with notes either in fact their collection of 13 amazing fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in south carolina and they are to die for y'all i have one burning recently and i have been loving burning the santel and atlas cedar scent it's woodsy, calming, smells just like some of the bougiest fragrances on the market. I love it. They have so many other ones like oat milk and balls and berry, vanilla and pepperwood, and so many. I love them all. So be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash healthy. Right now, Notes is giving listeners 15% off and free shipping when you buy a Notes starter kit using code HEALTHY. Just use code HEALTHY when placing an order. That's code HEALTHY at notescandle.com slash healthy. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years, and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting, I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It is called Spotify for podcasters. And here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start when you can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel 
like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. I'm like scared to talk about this because if I go missing, you'll know why. And I said, amen. You know, I just prayed a little quick prayer and they just said, thank you so much. And I looked in the girl's eyes and her eyes were watering. Like the look that she gave me was insane. Let's do this. I'm kind of nervous, low key. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to Happy and Healthy. My name is Janina Mopola, if this is your first time listening to my podcast. But if it's not, welcome back to the pod. Um, thank you guys so much for returning. It always blesses me just to have you guys come hang out with me every single Tuesday. This is now my third solo episode in the month of July because this whole month I am doing strictly solo episodes. And maybe I'll just carry this on. But we do have some guest episodes that we have not posted. Um, there's like a couple backed up that we're like, oh, we need to post these. And some of them are really, really great. One of them is about like diet culture. Another one is, I, I don't know. We have some good ones. I kind of forgot some of them, but we have some great, great episodes coming up. So make sure you guys stay tuned for those. But as for now, this month is kind of my chaotic, confusing thoughts. Now, some of these ideas are fleshed out, some of them them are not, and that's probably what this episode is going to be again today, so I hope you guys will bear with me. So before we get into today's episode, I do want to give some updates, some thoughts, and share the drink of the day. So today's drink of the day, this is not sponsored, and basically like today's sponsor episode is sponsored by, which it's not. Um, so Alani knew, which I'm just, this might be a little bit of a hot take and I might get some flack for this. Alani knew, please don't hate me. Um, I'm just going to say it. I really don't think Alani knew's ingredients are healthy. Um, I remember back in the day I was eating their protein bars and I would feel like a bloated cow after eating them. Then I started to do a little bit more research and I was like, Hmm, this is not good to consume and digest in my body. However, they keep sending me their energy drinks, which I actually love these. Um, again, I really don't think the ingredients are very healthy for us. I've even had health coaches on my podcast that have strictly talked about how energy drinks are so bad for our gut and our gut health. And yet here I am drinking these. Now, I'm not trying to promote these because I don't want to be responsible for what happens to you if you continue to drink these and consume these. But sometimes you just need a little pick-me-up. These are not a part of my daily routine, but I am drinking this one from Alani New. It is their new Kim Aid energy drink from Kim K, which, you know, I have my thoughts on their Kardashians. But um, this is actually a very good flavor. I did want to try it. I tested it out on my Instagram but, you know, as you guys can see here, there's like citrus acid in here. There's um, seed extract. There's preservatives in here. There's sucralose, which is basically the sugar alternative. All sorts of things in here that, you know, probably are just not the best for you. But maybe I should look a little bit more into this. But I just feel like there's no way that this could be that healthy for you, right? 
It says zero added sugars, but the sucralose and all those, I'm like, those are the things that replace sugar. So there really is still some sort of sweeteners in here that are probably not that good for you. Anyway, that is my soapbox of the day. Still cheers. It's good. Very delicious, but probably not the best for me. That's why I try not to have one every single day anymore. Anyway, so I'm drinking that. It is a Wednesday for me. Um, today, I've just been working on Amazon deals. I had a super, super, super busy day yesterday. Wedding planning has been just absolutely crazy, but there's so many fun things that we have got, got solidified. I just got an email from my wedding planner, actually, of all the vendors and the people that we are going to potentially be working with. And when I mean working with, like, people that we're hiring for a wedding. Um, and I've gone wedding dress shopping twice. I'm going to go again next week. Have not found any dresses yet. Like, I've tried on some that I've been like, oh, this is beautiful. And I like the way this looks. And it definitely gives me more of, like, an inkling of what I want. But it's not, like, the dress yet. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go try on one next week. And then I think I'm going to New Jersey, actually, to go try on some dresses. This company reached out. I'm super excited. I feel super blessed and I'm going to go see if they have any dresses, which are going to be so fun. And let's see. Yeah, we have officially booked our honeymoon. I'm not going to reveal where that is yet. Sorry, I'm being like annoying. And you're probably like, Janine, just freaking tell us. Like, I know that's annoying, but there's certain things that we want to reveal at the proper time or we want to wait to share. And we also want to keep something sacred as I shared in the last episode. So I hope you guys can understand, but I'm still trying to let you guys in on the process. I'm doing updates on my TikTok all the time. So just stay tuned for that and follow along there as well. So we've done some great progress. Um, we sent out our save the dates virtually yesterday. So that's pretty fun. Um, there's some people we probably need to still send that out to. And that's kind of where we're at right now. We're just enjoying the season. It's genuinely brought us so much closer together. We are in this married couples uh, Bible study at our church. It's been so good. We are just getting so poured into. We actually did ask the pastor of that if he would be willing to officiate our wedding. And he's letting us know if he's available. The the first choice that we had actually couldn't. So this was another pastor that we were like, we would love to have him. And as of right now, he is checking his calendar. So some fun updates, you guys. It's been so fun. We are both like, man, we're so excited to get married, but we're also like, we are enjoying this season. So I think we have about five and a half months left or five months left. I think what's today? Around five months left. I'm actually not exactly sure, but we're enjoying it. So those are some fun updates. Um, and then tomorrow I'm heading actually to Portland. So last, last minute trip that I feel like the Lord asked me to go to. And I had a couple people, um, give me some words and prophetic words for me to go. Uh, maybe that's another episode I'll talk about a little bit more on modesty down the road. Since I felt like my ideas were not fully fleshed out on the last episode about modesty, there's some scripture that I feel like I didn't fully provide in that one. I think that's the problem when I don't um, really prepare ahead of time. Sometimes I don't fully have the scriptures. And I think that's something I want to continue to make sure I do is back up the things I'm saying with scriptures. Um, so I think it'd be fun to do an episode on prophecy, words of knowledge, um, testing the spirits, gifts of the spirit, stuff like that, because I am someone that believes in it. But I do think that those are things that we need to be very cautious with, because I know that people have gotten their feelings really hurt or have had some damaging things happened to them because of people claiming that they, that God said something when maybe he really didn't. So that will be another episode. And I think Caleb and I will do that together because I think we both have some great experiences that we can speak together on that. So anyway, today's episode is going to be an in look of some crazy chaotic thoughts again that I have 
regarding, um, I'm just going to share the list, um, fearing the Lord, human trafficking, self-obsession, uh, the gospel, the American church and gospel and bad theology. So a lot into one episode. Um, I'm so sorry if this is jumbled, if it's all over the place. I have been praying like all day, just like, Lord, give me the words to speak. I'm going to pray before I start this episode. I journaled some things down. I have a book that I want to talk about. And I also should go grab my Bible. I'm not going to start this episode without grabbing my Bible. So that is what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. I just want to be honest that these are things I'm processing through. These are things that I do not fully have fleshed out. These are things that I am convicted in, things that I'm learning through, things that I want to be challenged in. And I'm curious to hear y'all's thoughts as well, because maybe there's something that, you know, you guys can speak into an experience or a Bible verse that you have. So comment down below when you do and let me know what you think as well. Um, and I pray, gosh, I pray nothing is taken wrong. I pray I'm not speaking out of my own flesh. I pray that I am genuinely speaking from things that the Lord is convicting me in and things that are biblically honest and true. And so let's just get into today's episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's do this. I'm kind of nervous, low key. Okay, so the first thing that I want to talk about, and I feel like I'm like scared to talk about this because if I go missing, you'll know why. (laughs) Like, like this sounds so scary to say, but genuinely, I've just seen some weird ish about this. So two days ago, Caleb and I went to go watch the new movie, The Sound of Freedom. It is an incredible movie. I had no idea what to expect. Caleb surprised me. He was like, hey, get dressed. We're going to go see a movie. I got my little happy and healthy joggers. I got all snuggly and I didn't know what to expect. So this movie is about child trafficking. And that is something I'm very, very passionate about. And it is something that I am deeply wanting to get involved in and involved with. I don't know how quite yet I've donated and I've prayed through that. And I've just been like, Lord, what can I do? Because Even when I watched the movie Redeeming Love, where there's a section about child trafficking and little girls, like it makes me, my heart's like racing. Like it makes my blood boil thinking about innocent children and not even just innocent children, like women, men, like people, it is modern day slavery and people being taken advantage of and abused against their will or just stolen from their families or people's own families selling children for SEX or certain things that is against their will. And it just breaks my heart. Like it literally breaks my heart. So this movie is speaking out about what's happening and people, I think want to deny this. A lot of people think it's some conspiracy, which I don't understand how anybody could think that. But, um, I think a lot of people, it's a little bit of the out of sight, out of mind. And I know there's so many issues going on in the world. Like I am not here to diminish that. I know that there are so many things going on in the world, but this is one that I'm very passionate about because in the movie they had this line and I loved it. It said that God's children are not for sale. And I was like, yes. And amen. And it just broke my heart. Watching this movie broke my heart. You basically follow the story of, these two children from Mexico that were trafficked and the dad basically is like, help me find my children to this. Um, he like works for the military or something. And he basically sets on a journey to rescue these two children. There's two siblings that get separated. I don't want to ruin it for you if you want to see the movie, but basically 
It's a very powerful movie. I was in tears the whole time. I left just sitting there like, oh my gosh. And apparently it was a pretty low budget movie, but it still seemed pretty high quality to me. And I just didn't even know what to expect. And I was literally on the edge of my seat. I was like wanting to know what was going to happen. And I cried. I look over, Caleb's crying. It was such a powerful movie. I posted about it on my Instagram and a couple people were like, thank you for posting about it. Cause they said that they didn't see anyone else talking about it, which I thought was kind of, you know, abnormal, but I understand because it is a controversial topic, which I don't understand. I don't understand that when like, why would we not all want people to be set free from, you know, being abused or trafficked or their bodies being sold? Like, you know what I mean? I just don't, I can't comprehend that. But um, there's just been all these weird videos I've been seeing on TikTok of people talking about how they went to AMC, which is where we saw it. And they're, the amount of videos I saw, like I just keep watching. I've at least seen like, like there's a compilation video I saw of like 20 plus people being like, I walked into AMC and they told us that the movie was sold out, but yet every single seat was open or they would say that the AC was broken. I've seen this happen multiple times. Or they would say, oh, sorry, malfunction with the movie. You can't watch this movie. We're refunding your tickets. Or they would say something's going wrong or there would be a fire drill. I mean, y'all, Google this for yourself. I feel like I'm going to get canceled for this or that someone's going to come for me and delete my channel because of this. But um, it's a pretty crazy movie. Just research into it. Literally Google on TikTok or search on TikTok, Sound of Freedom, and just watch for yourself. However... I just hope that we can all raise awareness and be open to the idea of what's going on and that this is happening underneath our noses all the time. I've seen so many videos on TikTok of women speaking up about this, how men will put like zip tags on their cars or they'll put napkins and then, or they'll put money on your windshield wiper and you'll try to grab it. And then as soon as you're not looking, men will come after you and shove you in a car. So this is just a PSA to everybody. Be careful. Be on the lookout. There is evil that persists in this world. The enemy hates us. There is a fight for our souls, for our lives. And women, just be aware there are dirty people, sneaky, disgusting people out there that are literally trying to kidnap you. And they are operating under what Satan does of stealing, killing, and destroying in John 10, 10. So just be aware. Just know that this is happening. If you are a mother and you have children, Please be on the lookout. Be careful. Be careful what you post, your locations. I mean, so many things, y'all. Like, this world is getting so dark, and that's why I believe as Christians we have to stand up. We have to be strong. We have to fight back. We have to speak the truth. We have to do something. Otherwise, evilness and the darkness prevails if we don't fight back with the light. And we know that in the end that Jesus or that God conquers Satan. We know that. We know that he is a conqueror, but on the earth while we're still here, we have a role to play as Christians to fight back. Darkness is persisting. However, I am so, so glad to see this, that I am seeing a revival happening on TikTok of Gen Z, of people's eyes being open because people are willing to speak the truth and to be open and to share what's going on. And I'm seeing so many people on TikTok be like, look, I am new in my faith, but the TikTok opened up my eyes or I saw this girl post about this or I started reading the Bible. Y'all, there is power in reading this beautiful, amazing, godly book. It has changed my life and it'll change so many others. And it says in the Bible, oh, let me think of the verse. Let me see, John, I'm gonna scroll to it really fast and I'll scroll. 
flip to it, but it basically says, and I remember my, uh, my college at university of Texas on our building, I was surprised, but it had this Bible verse. It says that ye shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall set you free, which I believe Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, that's how I find my Bible verses are my chapters. Lord, show me the verse, please. I do that all the time. I'm like, God, help me find the verse. Well, this is also a great one. Jesus says in, in John 6, 36, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of the life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe, and all the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life. Y'all, you just got to believe in him. That's literally it. It's so great. Just believe in him. Have a willing heart and an open heart. Just say, God, show me who you are. Jesus, show me who you are. He loves that. He loves people that are willing to come and listen to him and be open to him. And this podcast is sponsored by Thrive Market. Guys, we're big Thrive Market people because at the end of the day, time is money and being healthy to us in 2024 is so essential to our well-being. I'm running a marathon Janine is launching a book, which is so crazy. Uh, so we have meetings after meetings and time is money. So that's why we use Thrive Market. It's our go-to for all of our grocery and household essentials and getting everything online then quickly shipped to our doorstep is just such a huge time saver. And as a Thrive Market member, we save money on every single grocery order. On average, we save over 30% each time. They even have my favorite freaking protein bars, uh, New Go Chocolate Pretzel. I eat them before every single workout, save over 30% each order. So when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E, market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Back to the show. Okay, I cannot find the verse, but basically there's a verse, and I wish I had it. I, I know it was on the building of my school. Okay, I was thinking of a different verse, but this verse is also still fire. It's John 3.17. This is the one I was actually thinking of, I guess, instead. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that who might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. But you just got to know that if you come to God, you are not condemned and he chooses you and he does not condemn you. He does not shame you. He just wants to help you and to save you and to give you eternal life and joy. Anyway, basically what I was just trying to say is that, um, man, the truth, the truth sets us free and there is a truth and there's one truth and his name is Jesus. And that is where we find our truth is in the Bible. So before I get any further, I just want to pray because I forgot to do that. And I just want to make sure that we open with the word of God, because for some reason I'm nervous, but I also feel like that's the enemy being like, shut your mouth full and I'm not going to let him anyway. Let's pray really fast. Lord, we just, um, we just come to you, father. And I submit this podcast to you, Father, of my chaotic thoughts and things I'm processing through. Lord, let me not speak out of vain or let me not speak out of pride or selfish or any selfish ambition. But God, let me speak what is true, what is right, what is holy, what is noble, 
and what is from you, Father. I pray that you bless this podcast. I pray that this podcast blesses somebody, opens their eyes, opens their ears, and softens their heart to be more in tune to your spirit, to know you more, to seek you more. And Father, that we be people that stand for truth. So Lord, help me, give me the grace and the words to speak in truth, but in love also. Everything has to be done in love. And you say that in the word of God, that everything has to be done in love or it does not matter. So Father, I pray that I'd be speaking in love and in kindness and in your name. Amen. So anyway, I just wanted to encourage you guys to um, check out that movie, Sound of Freedom. It's incredible. Share it because apparently there's a lot of people that don't want us to watch this movie. There's been a lot of people that have spoken out against this movie saying that it's a conspiracy theory or that we're pushing some agenda, which I don't think is true. I just think we're simply trying to open up the eyes to people to know that human trafficking is very much real. I mean, look at the Jeffrey Epstein Netflix show, like just watch that. And then I'm just going to drop that there anyway. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about, and I don't even have fully fleshed out thoughts on this, to be honest, but it is this book right here. It is called Radical by David Platt, Taking Back Your Faith from the American Dream. It says this on the back. What is Jesus worth to you? It is easy for American Christians to forget how Jesus said his followers would actually live and what their new lifestyle would actually look like. He would say he would, he's, he, they would, he said, leave behind security, money, convenience, even family for him. They would abandon everything for the gospel. They would take up their crosses daily. But who do you know who lives like that? Do you? And Radical David Platt challenges you to consider with an open heart how we have manipulated the gospel to fit our cultural preferences. He shows what Jesus actually said being his disciple that invites you to believe and obey what you have heard. He tells the dramatic story of what is happening as successful suburban churches decide to get serious about the gospel according to Jesus. So anyway, I started reading this book because my brother-in-law actually gave this to me because, you know, I have recently become more of a Christian influencer. I'm speaking out about certain things and this is a wrestle for me. And that's why I'm saying I don't have these thoughts fully fleshed out, but this is a wrestle for me because basically this book is talking about how, you know, we go to churches and we live a lifestyle that's like, God just wants to bless you. God just wants to bless you. He just wants to provide everything for you and his plans are good for you. And yes, while that is true, it's also missing a huge side of the gospel, which the gospel says to deny yourself, to take up your cross daily, that you will be persecuted for this faith, that people will not like you, that this will, what the back of the book is saying, that people will not be friends with you. Your family may not be friends with you. Y'all, the amount of DMs that I get from people in different countries, like I just got one today, today from a girl who lives in India and she's trying to become a Christian. Her parents are Hindu. They are trying to force her to marry somebody, which is something I will never understand because I'm not in that culture. She told me that she doesn't know what to do because she wants to follow God. And her parents are basically trying to disown her because of her faith. This is what the gospel is. Now, I know that's not a pretty picture, a pretty story because everyone's like, wait, I thought the gospel was this loving story. And it is. But however, the gospel does divide because if you know the truth and you're choosing the truth, not everybody wants to accept the truth. And so I'm trying to give this girl advice to be like, God is worth it. Jesus is worth it. This gospel is worth it. And it will divide people. It does because some people do not want to believe or accept the gospel. And I pray 
one day that those people do. I pray that these people's eyes are open to the goodness and the truth of the gospel of who Jesus is. And there's literally a verse in here that I read earlier that says, what is the gospel? Because I think sometimes people want to water down the gospel or change the gospel. And he writes in this book, basically like, no, this is what the gospel is. And it's point blank period, not making it have this bad doctrine, bad doctrine or this bad theology of we're all just these amazing people and we are just so kind and loving and everyone just love yourself. I think there's so much bad theology online. And sometimes maybe I accidentally contribute to that, which I will take ownership for that. And that's something I don't want to do. Like I want to make sure that I am preaching what the the Bible preaches because there's no other truth besides that. Like there really isn't like I, what do I know? You know, like all I know is what God has given to me and what the Bible says. And so that's really all I'm trying to do is just to preach what the Bible says. Because again, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So that is what I want to share. Like literally, that's what I want to share. But I think where it gets dangerous is that we start preaching a gospel that's different than the actual gospel that the Bible has said, you know? And so this book is so challenging because we're going to churches or going to God or going to things in life being like, how does this better me? How does this serve me? How does this bless me? How does this enhance me? Instead of going to God or the church or the people around us saying, how can I help you? How can I serve you? How can I bless you? What can I do for you? How can I lay my life down for you? The Bible says literally to love your neighbor as yourself. The two commandments that cover everything is love God and love your neighbor as yourself. But yet we're like, love myself first and then everything else will flow out of that. And it's like, no, that that's backwards. It's we love God and then we love people. And by loving God, then we learn how to love people. And then we will get a more deeper understanding and love for ourselves because we're seen, oh, we're made in God's image. He didn't mess up on us. We were fearfully, wonderfully made. We are his creation. We are in his workmanship. So it's not to idolize ourselves. It's not to worship ourselves, but it's really just to say, okay, God made me the way that I am. And I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to like myself because I am made in God's image, but it's not to make ourselves worship ourselves. It's not to make ourselves like idolize ourselves. And that's something I want to talk about is our self-obsessed culture. It's missing the mark. And it's also not really talking about what Christianity is about. Christianity is, Christianity is literally talking about lay your life down, lay your cross down. It says you, whoever is first shall be last and the last shall be first. So it's like putting yourself last, putting people before you. I'm going off on a tangent now, but I want to read to you really fast what this says about the gospel. This is the gospel. The just and loving creator of the universe has looked upon hopelessly sinful people and sent his son, God in the flesh, to bear his wrath against sin on the cross, to show his power over sin and the resurrection, so that all who trust in him will be reconciled to God forever. It's so amazing. Like, it's so, so true. And I love this because a lot of times you'll go to churches and they'll say, just say this prayer and you're saved and you're good and you're done. And it's like, but God never said in the Bible, say this prayer and you'll be saved. It says in Romans 10, 9, you know, do you believe it? Believe with your heart and and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and then you will be saved. It doesn't say 
everyone bow your heads. And this is what this talks about right here. It says this right here. I'm going to read this to you guys because it's so good. He says, our attempt to reduce this gospel to a shrink wrap presentation that persuades someone to say or pray the right things back to us no longer seems appropriate. This is why none of these man-made catchphrases are in the Bible. You will not find a verse or scripture where people are told to bow our heads, close our eyes and repeat after me, which I understand why churches do this. It's it's a, an applicable, easy, understanding way for maybe a new, new believer in the church to become a Christian, but this is what he's basically saying, is that you will not find a place where a superstitious sinner's prayer is even mentioned. You will not find an, find an emphasis on accepting Jesus. We have taken the infinitely glorious Son of God who endured the, inf, the infinitely terrible wrath of God and who now reigns as an infinitely worthy Lord of all. We have all reduced him to a poor, punny Savior who is just begging for us to accept him. That is so, that's bars right there. Accept him? Do we really think Jesus needs our acceptance? Do we, don't we need him? It's so true. We need Jesus more than he needs us. Like, it's so true. He wants us. He chooses us. But in our sinful nature and who we are, we need Jesus more than he needs us. He says, I invite you to consider with me a proper response to this gospel. Surely more than praying a prayer is involved. Surely more than a religious attendance is warranted. Surely this gospel evokes unconditional surrender of all that we are and all that we have to, to all that he is. You and I desperately need to consider whether we have ever truly authentically trusted in Christ for our salvation. In this light, Jesus's words at the end of the Sermon on the Mount are some of the most humbling in scripture. And this is the scripture. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter to the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? And then I will plainly say, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Jesus was not speaking here to the irregulars people, atheists or agnostics. He was speaking to the pagans and the heretics. He was speaking to the devoutly religious people who were deluded into thinking that they were on the narrow road that leads to heaven when they were actually on the broad road that leads to hell. According to Jesus, one day, not just a few, but many will be shocked, eternally shocked, to find out that they were not in the kingdom of God after all. Gosh, this is so good. I'm just challenging you guys to read this book because it challenges our modern day Christianity where we are so self-seeking and we think everything has to go right for us, that God has to give us everything, health, wealth, riches, a husband, a home, travel, a good life. Now, these can be all a byproduct by following God. Yes, God wants us to be blessed. He wants to take care of us. He wants to make sure his children are safe and, and, and comforted. But more than riches or wealth or beauty or sex, success or sex or a husband or marriage or anything, God talks about him being what is our benefit, what our, what is our blessing, what is our portion, is him. So is him enough, good enough for us? Is him alone good enough for us? Because when we read all of the Psalms, it talks about how God, I worship and praise you because you are my comfort, my rod, my staff, my home, my foundation, my shelter, my rock, my, 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 my creator. Like it talks about basically how he is our portion and our prize and our blessing more than anything. And that's kind of an epiphany for me because I'm like, it says in the Bible, like, don't even seek wealth as in riches. Don't even desire to be rich because when you decide to be rich, it is harder for you to get into heaven that way. Ugh, money is a different podcast. But 
it's a good convicting thing for us all to think about because I'm thinking about money all the time. I'm thinking about riches all the time. Caleb and I talk about riches all the time and like, what are we going to do going forward when we have money or how are we going to bless people? How are we going to allocate funds to serve people and to bless people back? Because it is so easy to get this money and just consume, consume, consume. What is this going to do for me? My bigger house, my bigger closet, my shoes, my purse, my car. And I am speaking to the choir right here. You know what I mean? Like I'm processing through this. Now, while I like to always be a giving person, I like to always help people out that I know are struggling or I want to donate money. I know for sure that I could be convicted in this as well. And so, as I said in the beginning, these are things that I am wrestling through. And so I just challenge you guys. I'm not done with this book yet. I'm still reading it. It's so good because it convicted me that a lot of the times people think that they need to go abroad or they need to travel somewhere to share the gospel and to be on mission. And I'm like, no, like, Being on mission is everywhere we go. It is every day. It is in our homes. It is next to our neighbors. It's at the mall. It's it's literally everywhere. It's taking care of the homeless person and sharing the gospel and telling them Jesus loves you or whomever. And honestly, I was convicted of this the other day. And this is, please hear me when I say this. This is not to boast on myself because I don't do this enough. But this is me sharing into my intrusive thoughts right now. So I'm going to get a little sip of my drink really fast. So the other day, I was at Sephora and I was picking up some refills. I was getting some setting spray. And I'm just going to give a trigger warning right here and right now. Trigger warning about cutting, okay? So you can skip a couple seconds maybe if you don't want to hear about this. But I was in Sephora and um, I was trying to browse to the aisles and I saw these two girls and they looked like sisters and turns out they were because I'll share that later. And I saw the girl reached forward and I saw these red cuts all over her wrist. There were scars and instantly like I'm even feeling like overwhelmed saying this. I immediately I saw these markings on her wrist and I immediately felt a, a like pulse in my spirit. And I was like, whoa. And I knew that God was like, pray for her. And I stood there and I was like panicking. And I was like, do, do I do this? Do I not? I was like going back and forth in my head. I was like, oh, like I really don't want to do this. I'm in the middle of Sephora. Everyone's staring. At least I think I'm like, oh, I'm like sweating all of a sudden. Y'all, y'all know when you felt that moment, when you know the Holy Spirit is pinging you. And I started sweating and she walks away with her sister. And I was like, dang it, I lost them, you know? So I'm like panicking and I'm literally just praying in the store. I'm like, Lord, what do I say? What do I say? What do I say? And I'm like, if I find them again, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to do something. And I didn't want to y'all. Like I honestly was so uncomfortable. Like I was like, I don't want to do this God, but I knew God was like, be obedient, be bold. And you just trust that I will take care of the rest. So I'm roaming around the store because I literally lost these girls. And I see them again and I'm like, okay. And I'm like panicking, like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this. So I go up to the girls and I'm like, hi, I'm so sorry to bother you. I know this is so weird. And also this could be just an example for you. If you guys are looking for a way just to pray for somebody in public, not that I have this all perfectly, please think that I do not think that I have this all perfectly. But I basically said, hi, um, can I ask you what your name is? And she said her name and I said, is this your sister? She said, yes, it's my sister. And I was like, you guys are so beautiful. It was these two Latina girls. 
And um, I just said, hey, I know this is super weird, but I just want to let you know that the Lord put you in my heart to pray over you. I said, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what situation you're in. I don't even know if you know the Lord or if this is something that's weird for you. I was like, but I'm just trying to step out in faith and just let you know that the Lord highlighted you to me. I was like, I just wanted to share with you how much God loves you and how much Jesus loves you and how beautiful you are to him in his eyes and that he sees you and that he knows you and whatever you are going through that I believe that the Lord will help you overcome. And I just asked him, I was like, do you guys know Jesus? And they said, yes, we actually do. We've recently been going to church and we've recently been trying to learn about him. I was like, did you guys grow up in a Christian home? They're like, no, we did not. But we've recently been trying to learn about him. And I was like, this is amazing. I was like, this is a sign that God sees you. And I just asked them, I said, hey, what? And here's also the thing. I didn't want to pray for them because I was embarrassed. I was in the public Sephora store. I was in front of everybody. I was like, oh, this is so awkward. Like I literally was just like, do you guys mind stepping over here with me? Because I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And so um, they were like, well, can you just pray for our family? And I was like, okay, gladly I'll pray for your family. So I asked her, I said, can I pray over you? They said, yes. I said, do you mind if I lay my hand on you? She said, no, we don't mind. And I just asked them to, you know, touch each other. And they did. And I just prayed over them and I just prayed blessings over them. And I prayed that they would know how much they're loved. And I said, amen. You know, I just prayed a little quick prayer and they just said, thank you so much. And I looked in the girl's eyes and her eyes were watering. Like the look that she gave me was insane. Like I was like, Lord, thank you. And I don't know how they reacted or what response that led to, but all I'm going to do is trust the Lord and be obedient and leave that up to the Lord for whatever else he wants to do next. Then a Sephora employee walked by and she said, amen, I second that prayer. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> so I say that to say, not to brag on myself, but to simply say, man, we should be doing that way more often. Because to be honest, I haven't done that in public a lot. And it was so convicting where I'm reading this book and I'm like, I don't, I can't only be preaching online. I cannot only be posting on my TikTok because that's easy. That's easy for me to sit behind a camera, to sit behind a microphone and sit alone in my bedroom and share this and just drop it on the face of the internet and just say, okay, God, it's up to you. You know, do what you want. Even though that is actually pretty scary for me sometimes because sometimes the TikTok comments, people are brutal. Y'all are savage sometimes, okay? <laughs> people are mean. But I trust the Lord and that he's going to work with that. So that's like, the, that's an easier part. But to actually go up to somebody and lay hands and pray over them face to face that is so scary. So it was convicting to me. And I went home and I told Caleb about this. And I was like, Caleb, like, I feel convicted that I don't do this enough. As a Christian, this should be like a regular part of our daily walks or our routines with Christ. And I just want this to be a conviction for all of us to think of ways to pray for people, think of ways to bless people, think of ways to show Christ, even if you don't pray for them, even if you don't lay hands, even if you're not even murmuring the word Jesus. How can we look like Jesus? How can we bless people that don't know Jesus? How can we just be the Jesus in the world and embody Christ as we're walking through the grocery store? You know, people should see Jesus in us without us even saying the word Jesus. And I'm just like, I'm challenging myself. I'm like, dang, like I can go online on a podcast or on a TikTok thing or whatever all day long. That's easier-ish for me. Sometimes this is scary. Like I'm even getting scared thinking about, what are people going to say in this podcast or this? What are they going to say in the comments? Am I, am I going to get lashback? Are people going to think I'm weird? Are they going to think I'm a hypocrite? You know what I mean? But all I want to do is be obedient and be a light and a representation of Christ 
and I put it out there and I say, God, I trust you with the rest. So when we pray over people, when we ask people stories, when we share the gospel, when we say to someone, hey, Jesus loves you, or how can I pray over you? Or do you know Jesus? Whatever we do, we just step out in faith and obedience and we leave the rest to him. It is not contingent upon us whether someone gets saved or not. It is contingent upon the person and if they're ready for it and if God does that for the person. It is not contingent upon me, but it is only my step and my role is to be obedient and to step out in faith and say, God, use me. And when I say that prayer, dang, I better be ready to be used. I better be ready to actually be used if I say, God, use me. Because a lot of the times, all of us are like, God, use me in mighty ways. And then he's like, okay, pick up and move, go. And you're like, wait, anything but that. He's like, okay, but break up with your boyfriend then that's not good for you and is causing you to sin. But God, is there anything else I can do? No. <laughs> he's like, hey, you know, give this money, donate $1,000. But God, that's asking just a little too much. I think sometimes it's just even a mustard seed of faith or stepping out in faith or saying, God, this is so scary. I really don't want to do this, but God moves in the uncomfortable things. Sometimes it's like, we don't want to do things that are uncomfortable. Why wouldn't we? Y'all, as human beings, it is easy for us to love ourselves. And everyone says, just love yourself. That's easy for us. It is easy for us to be self-consumed. It is easy to do things for us. It is easy to do things that are comfortable, that make us feel good, that don't have to interrupt our plans or things that are just weird or things that you're like, oh, why would I do that? But God moves in the uncomfortable. God moves in things that we would not typically or normally do. And I've seen that to be real in my life over and over and over and over. It's things that I would not normally choose, but I know are biblical or right or that lead me closer to the Lord. And that is when God moves. It's in things that we would not normally do. For example, I'm going to share another story of something that I did not want to do. And I was being disobedient. And the Lord was like, girl, if you don't freaking listen, I'm going to smack you over the freaking head. So I finally decided to listen. For example, I had to pay the consequences of this because I was being disobedient. About two months ago, I had a friend tell me, hey, I really want to go to this conference in Portland. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't really want to go. And she had a prophetic word over it. And she was like, I really think you need to go. She had a dream. She showed me, I think the Lord wants you there. This is what I see happening to you. I think there's something there for your future marriage. And I'm like, uh, thank you. Like, that sounds great and all, but I'm busy. I'm wedding planning. I'm doing my own thing. I have my schedule. You're hearing a lot of the word my, 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 my in this. And another month goes by. Hey, I really think you need to go to this conference. It's in Portland. I really think you should go. And I'm like, oh, I'll think about it. I'll pray about it. I kept praying about it. I actually genuinely did. And I was like, well, I don't really know. I'm not really hearing anything from the Lord. And she's like, well, I had another dream. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm not actually being like this, like brash to her, but I'm just like, okay, I'll think about it. But I just like didn't, in my flesh, I was like, I don't want to go, you know? And sometimes God has things for us that, you know, we, we may not choose for ourselves. So this was an example of that. And so eventually it's coming down to the wire. It's like two weeks out, one week out. One of my best friends decides to go. She's like, Hey, I'd love for you to go. I think God has something there for us. And I'm like, okay, let me check flights. Flights were so expensive. They're expensive, right? And, um, another day goes by and then I get another prophetic word from someone else. And she's like, Hey, I had a vision. I see this. I see this, blah, 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 blah. I really think you should go to this conference. And I was like, 
okay, God, I'm listening. I wrestled with it. I surrendered it. I submitted it to the Lord. I tested the spirits as the Bible tells us to do in 1 Thessalonians 4, which I will read to you guys. But I am just sitting there and I'm wrestling and I'm like, God, like I, I, why, I don't want to go. Like, I don't know why I was being so stubborn, but that's how our, that's how our flesh is. Like, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I still don't wrestle with these things, you guys. Like, I too am very sinful and I want what I want sometimes. And sometimes the Lord has to smack me over the head or have his people smack me over the head until I do something that I know I'm supposed to do. So finally, two people are like, I really think you need to go. They have these visions. They have these prophetic words for me. Finally, yesterday, and I'm leaving tomorrow, yesterday, I last minute was like, God, I am going to trust you. I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to go to this conference. So I'm going tomorrow. I'm praying it works. I'm praying that God moves and I'm believing he will. I'm going to go full of expectation with open hands and open heart, being receptive to whatever God has for me there. I don't know what's going to happen. Like this is me on the front end of this, uh, the front end, just trying to be obedient and lay down my pride because my pride was like, I don't want to go. But I feel like the God, like, I feel like the Lord was like, you should go. So I paid the consequences because I had to buy a last minute ticket, which was very expensive. And I wish I didn't have to pay that price, but now I'm paying for it. And, um, if I had just listened to them two, three months earlier, I would have paid maybe $300 for the ticket, you know, and I wouldn't have to pay the price I did now, which it wasn't like a thousand dollars, but it was pretty pricey. And so there's things where I'm just like, dang, Jay, like, why didn't, why did you not just listen? You know what I mean? So it's just to show you that God sometimes has us do things that are uncomfortable, but our pride and our flesh and our self-obsession and the things that we want get in the way of what God wants. So as a Christian, we have, we should have this heart posture of Lord, I am surrendered. I am open. I am interruptible to my plans to you, father, because partially why I didn't want to go is I was like, I'm wedding planning. I have podcast stuff I have to do. I have to, I have a guest I'm filming with. I have an event I'm going to, I have this, I'm going to like, I listed off like literally 10 reasons why I, why I didn't want to go. I was like, I'm trying to save money for my wedding. I'm trying not to frivolously shop right now. I'm trying not to waste money on travel right now. And my friend was like, do you trust God? Do you trust God? God is going to work everything out. He's going to work everything out. Do you trust God? And I was like, well, yes, I do. She was like, then step out in faith and and trust me. She's like, have I steered you wrong before? And I was like, to be honest, no, (laughs) because this woman was actually very key into my relationship with Caleb. So she has not steered me wrong. Um, but when she gave me prophetic words, of course you have to test the spirit. And I'll talk about this in another podcast, but in first Thessalonians five, it says read or 16, it says rejoice, always pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold fast to what is good or basically what is true and abstain from every form of evil. Now the now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you to faithfulness, he will surely do it. So it says to not despise or quench the spirit, to not despise prophecies, but to test it. And I did test it and I found it to be true. So that's why I'm going to Portland tomorrow. So stay tuned for an update on that. Um, but I believe the Lord's going to move. But what I was trying to say is that sometimes 
we cater our version of Christianity or Jesus to what we want or what we need or what we think is what God's going to do for me. But I think sometimes that's the problem with our culture is that we are very self-obsessed and absorbed and everything's about me and I love myself and it's about what I want and anything that's negative for me, I'm cutting off. And I just think something that we need to be careful of is that that's not what really God calls us to. Like I said, God calls us to lay our lives down and to serve people, honor people, to encourage people, to love people. Yes, there are boundaries. Yes, there's, you know, things where maybe we do need to be cautious of who we let into our life if they are destructive or disruptive for us. But oftentimes, if someone even is, it says, pray for your enemies, love your enemies. Even if someone is disruptive, that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to be friends with them, but you can remove yourself, but still pray for them, still forgive them. You know what I mean? And so the book, just sum this all basically up is that I think with Christianity and churches, sometimes we could go into churches, we can go into Christianity of what am I going to get out of this? How is this going to bless me? How is this going to make me look? How can I grow my followers from this? And I'm speaking to the choir again. Like I'm so being challenged in this, but I want to be somebody that lays my life down for the body of Christ, lays my life down for human trafficking, serves, gives money, my time, my energy, my everything, like that I be a blessing to people that I don't go into church being like, what are you going to do for me? Or I'm going in there critiquing and criticizing and being cynical towards every single church. Now I know if there's some churches that are just blatantly wrong, you don't have to go there. I'm just saying, go find one that is right. But when you do go there, try to serve it, try to honor it, try to bless it, try to pour back into it. That's something that Caleb and I are trying to do is we're trying to, we just joined a new church. So we're trying to get involved now and serve there. And, um, it's been such a blessing, but, um, I think that's something we need to be careful of is not going into every environment or every place saying, what can you do for me to say, what can I do for you? You know? And when you read this book radical, um, it definitely shows how, you know, a lot of churches will say, you know, health, wealth, success, all these things, being great, being married, when sometimes like that isn't necessarily the gospel. The gospel is knowing Jesus and letting him be enough and letting him be our sustainer and sharing his name, you know, sharing his name. And that is the gospel. Like that should be enough. And again, I know a lot of people could look at me and be like, okay, Jay, like easy for you to say with the things you have, your job, your lifestyle, your fiance, whatever. And I understand that. And I know that that's something that people may look at me, but you know, just because I am where I am doesn't mean I still don't wrestle or have struggles or family problems or anything like that. Like, believe me, I still have my crap, my sin, my things that I'm still working through. And this is me just audibly speaking out loud. Like I am working through my convictions, things that the Lord is humbling me in, humbling me in, correcting me in. And I'm just audibly letting you guys into this when I don't necessarily have to, but I want to, because I want us all to grow together. I want us to be Christians and people that are growing together, convicting each other, challenging each other, growing and spurring each other on as we're supposed to be doing. It says to encourage one another and spur each other on in this faith and to not neglect meeting as some Christians do, you know? And so that's just kind of some things I'm wrestling through. And um, I just think that we, we need to make sure that we're not, I wrote this out in my journal today, that we need to make sure that we're not trading what, God can do for us for God. What, what trade I wrote this, what trades your heart for God for gold? So instead, like you're trading God for gold instead, you're like, Oh, I want the gold. The gold is great. I I want whatever God has to bless me with versus just wanting God. And that's where I want us to get is just being people that are hungry and desperate and, and seeking him and want to seek holiness and want to seek his name 
because yo, he is freedom. He is truth. He is life. He is hope. Like I literally have no victory, no hope, no joy, no testimony, no freedom at all apart from Jesus. I would have no testimony. I would be still stuck in my ways and my sin and my toxic relationships in my struggling and my line and my addictions when I was, you know, struggling with all these secret things back in the day, like so many things that I would be still enslaved to if it were not for Jesus. So like, take what you want from this. I just hope that even my testimony, you can go listen to my testimony, would be a reason enough for you to see that God is good and that he is true and that he is right and he is just and I know that that sometimes people have hurt from God or they are like, why didn't God answer that prayer? Or why, are, why do bad things happen in the world? And I may not have all the answers to those, but I do know that God is a just God. He is a good God. He's a loving God, but he's also a God that we should still fear. And it means when we say fear God, it means to have reverence of God, to honor God, to to know that God is almighty. He is all powerful, to know that he is a a powerful God that has the capability of to do anything and to know that we should fear him because he is so incomprehensible and he's hard to compute in our brains and to really comprehend and be like, wow, like we will never fully understand the full mysteries of God because he is so big and he is so grand. And that's sometimes where we have to fear him and to look in the sky and be like, God, I don't know everything about you but I want to fear you because I want to be in awe of you. I want to be in reverence of you. I want to worship you. I want to have fear away from you because fearing God is not fearing life apart from God. When we don't really believe that God is who he is, or we don't believe how powerful he is or how life-changing he is or what life eternally looks like without him, I don't think we fear God enough. Or when we continue to walk in sin or continue to be like, God is gracious and God's just going to love me anyway. And he's still going to bless me anyway. And he's still gracious anyway. Yes, that's true. Yes, it is true. But that's not also the full gospel is that we know and understand and believe that sin separates us from God. Our decisions separate us from God. So we cannot say we are Christ followers and still continue to walk in darkness. And it even says that. Let me read that for you guys, because it's, it is the truth is that we cannot claim to be Christians and to claim to walk in the lightness when we still walk in the darkness or claim to be Christ followers when we still walk in sin. It says that in 1 John 4, I believe, let me find that for y'all. Sorry, I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you guys. And I know this is getting long, but as I said in the beginning, this is going to be kind of chaotic. I'm so sorry. But the Bible, I believe, says, I Googled it the other day. It says to fear God 148 times or 136 times or something. It says that to fear God 148 times. That, that's saying something. So if the Bible says to fear God, because it says in Proverbs that the beginning of knowledge is fearing God. The beginning of wisdom is fearing God. To fear God is to get insight. To fear God is to get wisdom. So read Proverbs. When we fear God and we say, God, you are all-knowing, you're all-powerful, I don't want a life apart from you because I don't know better. We start to begin to get this wisdom and this knowledge and to honor him and to get this awe of him. And we all need a healthy, a healthy level of fear in God. Not that we're scared of God, but we're scared to be away from God because life apart from God typically doesn't go well for us. Okay, I'm about to wrap up. Sorry, you guys, this is taking forever. Okay, so here's the verse right here. First John 3, 4. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared in order to take away the sins. Because we can come, we can overcome sin through the Holy Spirit, through Jesus' blood. 
And in him, in Jesus, there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. For this reason, the Son of God appeared. Uh, he appeared to us to destroy the practices and the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. By this, it is evident who are the children of God, who are the right, who are um, by this, who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. Dang. So when it says righteousness, it doesn't mean you're being like proud or prideful. It basically means you're in right standing with God. You're right standing to, to, seek and, and honor God. But this is basically saying like as Christians, as people that want to be examples of Christ and to know Christ and to share the gospel, when you know God, you should not try to keep on sinning and just cover it with grace and God's going to love me anyway. Yes, he will. He will constantly accept you back, but we don't want to abuse God's grace. His grace is not just to be abused because when you experience the Holy Spirit and you know who he is, you don't want to keep on sinning. However, the more you abide in him and you know Jesus, you read his word, you seek him, the easier it is through the Holy Spirit and, the, and God's people and through your church, it is to overcome sin. And that's why it says by being born of God, we are able to overcome these things and to not sin and to not walk in sin anymore. So everything is possible through Christ. And that's why I'm saying like, I wouldn't have a testimony if it weren't for that. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I still sin. But the things that I've overcome, I've overcame through Jesus. And I just want to give him all the glory to that. I just want to wrap up because this has been a very long episode. And these are all the things I've been ranting on about for a very long time, but I told you guys this would be chaotic. Um, I'm very curious to hear what you guys have to think. These are things that I am processing through things. I'm growing in things I'm learning in. Ultimately, I just want to be a good example of Christ. I know there's areas I may still sin in or, or fail in, or maybe areas that I want to modify still. Um, and I want to be a point of person that can always refer you guys back to the word of God, back to truth and point you back to Jesus. Like I'm no savior. I'm no hero. Like I I'm not, I'm not greater than thou because I have a podcast or anything like that. I'm just solely here to be a vessel and a vein for the for Christ and share the gospel and share the good news. And I hope and pray that if you don't know the Lord, if you don't know Jesus, I pray that you would surrender your life to him today because he is so worth it. But I, I, what I will tell you is that just because you become a Christian doesn't mean life is easy. Doesn't mean that everything is roses and daisies. We will, you will see that there's still death. There's still sin. There's still cancer. There's still, you know, tragedies and, and disasters, natural disasters, but it does give us eternal hope. It gives us salvation. It gives us, um, someone to lean on. It gives us faith and, and someone to, to carry us through this, to cast our burdens onto, and here's the thing is that I know that when I speak out and the more bold I become in my faith, I know that I will be persecuted because the Bible is so clear that we will be persecute, persecuted for our faith. Absolutely. The Bible is so clear about that. But the Bible says in Matthew 5, 10, 12, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is for, for your reward is great in heaven and for they persecute the prophets who are before you. So knowing that we will be persecuted on earth for this faith, 
but we will be rewarded in heaven for this. And to me, it is all worth it. Don't fear man. People pleasing is the opposite of pleasing God. And ultimately, we should only be here to seek and serve and please the Lord, period. And that is my soapbox today. So I know that this may get me some lashback or people may not like me or even talking about trafficking or whatever. Um, It's scary, but that's the world we live in today is that Christians are not very liked. And I just hope that I would be somebody that is not here to spit in your face or to make you feel bad for not being a Christian, but I pray that I would lovingly share this hope. And it says, I believe in Romans 8, it says that the love of the Father is what brings men to repentance, not Janine, not by my works or my my faith or anything. It is the love of the Father that compels you and draws you in. So ultimately, all I want to pray and hope to do is that the love of the Father, that Jesus, that through the Holy Spirit in this podcast, that he is the one that compels you and brings you closer towards him. So I pray this podcast was a blessing. These are my thoughts. I hope you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Check out this book, Radical. It's an incredible, incredible book. It's an easy read as well. And I love you guys. Thank you for hanging out with me on today's episode of Happy and Healthy. Very, very curious to hear y'all's thoughts. Please share this if this blessed you or bless anybody else. If you want to repost it, we love to repost these as well. If you guys do want to donate, just so you know, these podcasts are, they're pricey and we don't make, we don't make a lot of money off of these, just so you guys know. So if you do want to donate, the link is down below. If you don't want to, no shame, no hate. And we also do love hearing voice memos from you guys as well. So please submit those down below. All right. I love you guys. I'm going to Portland tomorrow. I will stay. I will keep you guys posted on how that goes. And I will see you guys very soon for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, I love you guys. Stay happy and healthy. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.